The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too My brother, my brother, me an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. Come that sweet, sweet sugary baby, Griffin McElroy. So stoked to be back in the the McElroy studios here after our trip to Boston, which was just a delight. You left but, um, an egg sandwich. You left two egg sandwiches just sitting here on this on the audio switchboard, Justin, and they've yeah. created a powerful stink in the hot summer sun. No, um, to it, be it's fair, actually, it's melted into the soundboard and created its own little like biosphere kind of thing. It's really I, weird and gross. Now that was okay. That there was reasoning behind that. I did okay. have a reason for that. Um, I was worried that we would all be killed in Boston, perhaps you know, purged twenty four seven. So uh, that's why I put the sandwiches under glass. And if you look closely, you can see the little nameplate that says "As Eaten by Beloved Mabim Bam Host Justin McElroy." 1980 to 2016. Yeah. Uh, uh, you ate that roll, sandwich for 36 years? Always riding. No, that's my life. He's really and been savoring like a, this bad boy. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like you know how they turned Dolly Parton's childhood home into a Dollywood exhibit? So and, this is basically And they just that. left all the old, old-ass <laughs> egg sandwiches that she'd taken single bites out of and then just let the hot, stinky summer sun just do <laughs> their thing on these egg sandwiches. The best well, they thing wanted about- to really give you what it was like to grow up in Dolly Parton's egg sandwich-filled home. <laughs> How sweet would it be if everything was exactly like it was? Like, this is how I grew up, y'all. It's just like this. And there was just like one giant stack of empty, folded down Mountain Dew cartons. It's like, listen, we pounded the stuff. We're crazy for it. Um, That was my childhood. Now, I, I hope nobody thinks I'm making fun of Dolly Parton. I fucking love Dolly Parton. Well, the but voice like, was pretty insulting. Treasure. It was insulting. But hey, guys, it's me, Dolly Parton. I'm an idiot. That's basically what you were... Do I wrote Jolene? I'm a big stupid idiot. Listen to my dumb voice. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. That sound uh, was me farting. I'm Dolly Parton. Dolly Farton's more like it. Okay. Well, I'm not sure about any of that. I just um, want. I don't own that. I love Dolly Parton. That was Justin. That's how I sounded. Um, the one. Uh, I'm. So, I've been working my voices lately. Yeah. Cause, um, <laughs> cause I'm reading a lot of children's books, and that really gives you a lot of chance to play and oh, explore the space. Hell yeah! I've been reading this uh, Mary Poppins book that's about the one scene where they go to visit Uncle Albert, the guy who laughs and floats. You remember? So like, I am on one page floating between peak, peak Mary Poppins, peak uh, uh, Julie Andrews, f- flowing. Can you like give me? A, can you a, give me a little bit of that? Like sweet. Hers nectar. is like. Spit spot, children, come along. Like that, that kind of vibe. That's really good. That's that was gonna pretty good. ASMR to people. And then, and then I'm going to, and then I like effortlessly flow into bad Cockney uh, Dick Van Dyke. So he's like, 
you know, I heard a story about my uncle. He's got this. That's actually from... too good, Justin. I'm sorry. He works at a pork factory and he spends all day. Van Dyke's actual version. Making faces. There it is. Like flip. Like a ninja over a back table right into Edwin. It's like, I'm sorry, children. I just can't stop from laughing. Oh, God. Once See, the that's chuckles my get to me, I start flying. That's my ASMR right there, the one that just kind of conflicts with like what my brain wants and needs. It's kind of like a kind of like a BDSMR, where it's just like <laughs> you treat my ears so bad, so bad. So you didn't like I thought it was like the first time you never know how these voices are gonna come out of you. Like if you read any stories about you guys will eventually read some books about um <laughs> you guys will eventually read some books about Mickey Mouse, and you're gonna find that you are doing a passable Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse, and then either Donald or Goofy will come on the scene and it's just like I don't here comes this. Can you, give you, me a, can you give me a Donald? Yeah, I'll give you a Donald. <laughs> uh, my Donald is like this. I forgot to turn the lights off, Mickey. Oh my Sorry God. about that. I like, knew it because I was going to say my Donald is just going to be a terrible Gilbert Gottfried, and that's basically what you did as well. Does Charlie look at you when you do that like you've disappointed her? Like, uh, that's not Donald. Does she look on in fear because it sounds like that impression is being wrung out of you by a large man like Brock Lesnar is like kicked in the door to the nursery and just grabbed you by the ankle and neck and just wrung you until a Donald impression came out. Well, let me hit you with this. I'm sorry, children. I just started laughing and I That's flew Ed- up to the ceiling. Is that Goofy or Edwin? That's Edwin. He's back. It, it does sound a lot better now compared to your Donald. Yeah, it makes it better by comparison. Um... But like uh, yeah, I got no, I have no Donald, I have no Goofy. Um, but uh, you, and you does know. Charlie understand? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my child. I'm I sorry. have no Donald or Goofy for I have you no today. Donald today, I have no Donald or Goofy today. If we could wait until like a two or three in the afternoon, when perhaps my instrument is more warmed up, I might be able to deliver you a passable Goofy. Uh, what it I've would, got, it would, I gotta juice my diaphragm. It would be me sitting alone in a room, like talking to myself, <laughs> like. Until See, that sounds good. The that death rattle good. of Donald the Duck. Actually, <laughs> that's Donald Duck choking on a Werther's original. It's very specific, but I think you all agree that I'm right. That's probably what it would sound like. <laughs> is, this dad, is this dad-ass humor going to be the only shit now, do you yep. think? I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying like I'm, I think we're I think we're about to enter a new phase of just Do we have to start calling the show my daddy my daddy and me three dad daddy alert my three dads there is a name for a podcast too many dads daddy, daddy oh, guys, town here it is three many dads okay <laughs> we just we're a trio of smaller than average dads Three mini daddies. No, mini M A N Y. Many, many. I actually like Justin's better. Yeah. I would like us to be just smaller versions of ourselves, like a Travis at like a tenth of the scale. But I still have to deal with full-grown problems. Oh, sure, yeah. Navigating the world, yeah. Um, so we yeah. were gonna talk about something else, but then we kind of went down another vein, and I'm fine with it. Save the other intro for later. I gotta be honest, guys. When I open, when I saw Uncle Albert was in this book. Mm-hmm. I just had to open my mouth and just like fling my arms wide and just let myself fall like the guy from that Collective Soul video off the building, just hoping yeah. Edwin would catch me and shepherd me away. He's I the to- Edwin beneath your wings. There it is. There it is. You found Thank it. You. Question, Justin. Do you ever, when you're doing these books for your child, 
Do you ever open your mouth and surprise yourself with how good you do at an impression you didn't know you could do before? Yeah, I'm saying exactly like I it was a, it is literally bizarre to reach into you and figure out that there's an Edwin in there. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an Edwin. I got an Edwin in me somewhere. Um, how about we do advice from other people? My or for other people, and the questions are from other people. My roommate recently started bringing home mannequins from work and putting them around the house. He said he does this because he doesn't want them to get thrown out. <laughs> At first, I thought it was funny, but now we're completely overrun. We have five complete mannequins around seven half busts, heads, and legs. Three of the mannequins are children, which he dresses in wigs and refuses to let me dress in clothing. I'm starting to get freaked out. Should I get him to stop? How do I tell him he has a problem? Can I downsize the family without making him mad? Uh, that's from Overman and Mannequins. I want to take these questions in reverse order, hit you with the answer to that first one, and it's a big no. You cannot. They are his mannequin babies, and you have yeah. to leave them unscathed and unmaimed. What if you took one of them away and told them that he had moved out? Like, oh, Derek and I had a big fight, and he got his own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's an American doesn't live here anymore. I'm sorry. That's an that's a uh, uh, that's a very expensive grift because then you have to <laughs> find a very flexible landlord that's willing to rent to you on the cheap to a mannequin. <laughs> so, so your roommate can go visit Derek. Yeah, I'll get, no, I got an address. <laughs> Fuck you, I made it up. Here's an address for him. Go visit them. The credit check was a son of a bitch. <laughs> um, here's the thing: the law of large numbers literally dictates. That if you bring home enough mannequins from work, eventually one of them will be Kim Cattrall. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, definitely. That so like this, it sounds like it sounds like they're taking a sort of scattershot approach to acquiring a Kim Cattrall. Because in the movie, which I have not seen, I think that they just like go from store to store until they find a Kim Cattrall. Your, 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 your roommate is taking a weird way of doing it, just like planting Kim Cattrall seeds and hoping one of them blossoms. Okay, but question. Mm. Is it going to be Kim Cattrall from Mannequin, or will it be present-day Kim Cattrall? I'm not sure I'm ready for all the um, uh, double entendres that a modern-day Kim Cattrall, like... Hey, well, she listen. wouldn't be playing her character from Sex and the City. Yeah, but she's a sexual woman. She's an awakened sexual woman. Wrote yeah. a book about sex and stuff. Like, she's down. Like, I don't, like, I'm not sure I'm ready for to be, like watching uh, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway to The Rebirth and up from behind my shoulder here like, listen, next time you're at the store, could you bring back some PVC so I can make a donker for the guy next to me? Because she loves the mannequin <laughs> next to her. Oh, she wants okay. some extra PVC. Make it long, too, for his dick. I need to lay some pipe. If you know what I mean. And then you she know. just sits there. And then she We've just watched sits there. a lot of Sex in the City. Yeah. For like 11 minutes. Oh, my God. Law of large numbers. If you bring enough back, you're going to get Kim Cattrall. If you keep bringing them back, you're going to get Jeff from today's special. Oh, now, my God. It was a mannequin that only comes to life in this Canadian kids TV show when he puts a magic That's hat. That's never heard of bobby pins. You never heard of bobby pins. Can't keep that motherfucker on. People always trick it and it's taking it off and turn it back into a mannequin. People got to say hocus pocus, alma gocus, and get that motherfucker back. But you can finally hook those two up. Yeah. They, they, they were meant to be together. Where's my extremely specific... Shipping. Yeah. Where is it? Tumblo. Tumblo. Where's my Where's I, my Jeff from today's special slash Kim? Kutub I would like to do. 
a dark reboot of today's special where they have to trick him into getting the hat off before the store opens so he doesn't kill everyone that comes in. Yeah, because let's let's really address the facts if we can. Okay. This this today's special mannequin is a ghost inhabiting the mannequin, and the only reason the ghost exists is if they're killed in a terrible passion. Okay, uh-huh. that's not accurate. He was turned into a man mannequin by a wizard who mm. gave him a magic hat. Mm. And wait, oh I wait, think, hold on. Was he turned from mannequin to man or man to mannequin? Man, mannequin to man. That's why he has to learn so much. He doesn't know how to read and shit. Like he has to learn everything about the world. Hence, the, like educational portion of the program. So, Justin, if I may, yeah, if I may do. ask a disturbing question. Yeah. When he is mannequin. Yeah. He is hollow as a mannequin. Yeah. When the hat is placed upon his head, as the magic words are said, does he suddenly fill up with organs? Yeah. yeah and you can, That's what's horrible. If you turn your TV all the way up, you <laughs> fucking hear it. And it's like. <laughs> um, listen, if you want a dark reboot, you're going to have to go pretty dark because you are talking about a newborn fully grown man that spends half of his days in a prison of death and also the nights when Jody doesn't work. He's also in a prison of death. And P.S. If Jody gets fired, he's locked in oblivion forever. So it's already mm-hmm. a, a, a shades of gray, I would say, in this children's television program. So I know... There's a lot of pressure put on Jody in this scenario. Yeah. So I know he can't read and every time they take his hat off, he dies. But can he fuck? <laughs> Hi, it's me, Mannequin. Get out of here. Hi, it's me, real Mannequin. Mannequin. The Mannequin. From Mannequin? Do you guys want a Yahoo? (laughs) No, I want to talk about today's special. I'm going to keep addressing the issues with today's special. The security guard was a puppet. What if they made a sequel to Mannequin 2 called Ramekin? (laughs) And it was about a little serving dish for a creme brulee. Did it come to life? <laughs> Did it come to life? And then it Kill was just, a, and it would just be a mouth. No, don't crack it! Oh Jesus Christ! Don't no! It's so hot! Kill me! Kill me! You're gonna blow torch. That's a sad short life right there, filled with sweet cream, blow torched, cracked, and eaten. Ugh! I heard a rumor about a one day old mannequin man that can really just give it to me. I'm a ramekin. Where would it even go? We'll figure it out together. So this direct video sequel is voiced by Kim Cattrall as well. As the, as the yes. Hero. It's a crossover between Mannequin and Look Who's Talking 3. Look Who's Talking 3, the babies are all <laughs> ramekins. There have got to be nights where Jody has to stock the shelves, where she thinks to herself, like she goes to reach for the hat, and she's like, you know what? I just can't tonight. I can't really tonight. <laughs> I'm actually way behind. I have a lot of shit to do. I cannot yeah. spend my night like tutoring this mannequin person. <laughs> and then you got, and then, okay, but that's mad because the next day she goes, <laughs> puts the hat on. And he's like, Jody, is it Thursday? Is <laughs> time to watch Survivor? I, oh no! Oh God! It's not time to watch Survivor. Um, oh, because you always work Thursdays. Um, is it? Jody, don't miss Wednesday. <laughs> I'm so scared, Jody. Please. The good thing is You're all I have. Don't su- ever leave. A, a super horned up King Cattrall just <laughs> smashes in through the front window. Like, scree! <laughs> oh, God. You See, this is why I don't people. put the hat on you every day. <laughs> I work with the... I have to be in touch with the store manager at the Macy's down the street to make sure we don't bring you two guys to life at the same time. <laughs> They can't breed. Oh, God. They cannot breed. This is so important. Hey, Jeff, they... listen. Just for me this one time, 
Take the head off. No, I really can't. No. I can't. I super Definitely duper can't. can't do that. Kimikin, I can't do that. I can't do it, Kimikin. Please. <laughs> Love um, me for who I am. A beheaded man. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah, for sure. Got a Yahoo here, and this one was sent in by Morgan Davy. Thank you, Morgan Davy. It's by Yahoo Answers user Vladimir, all caps, Vladimir asks, I invented a bag that serves two main purposes. Would like to pick the name for my project. What do you guys think of name 5050 bag? What? Okay, what's the I've, I've really reached down into the depths of the Imagosphere, and I've pulled out a, an idea nugget for a bag that serves two purposes would like to pick the name for the project thinking about going with 50 50 bag what could it it's a bag justin okay yeah Here's, i've had bags this is okay. you this is you okay get okay. bag open bag fill okay. bag with pencils right close bag yeah, close a bag. pencil bag it's for it's one purpose it's a pencil bag. this is my pencil bag right you open yes. up another bag you open up another bag and you put a bunch of cans of soda pop in it. This is my soda pop uh -huh. bag. And then this is yeah. this is you going to school. I have two backpacks. I'm an idiot. Okay. Right. right. But there, there's no better way, Griffin. Think about your life. And think about how inconvenient travel is. Sure, yeah. In your mm -hmm. life. And then think about being able to sort of cut your travel weight in half with this totally cool 50-50 bag. Okay, so you're saying it's a bag... That I could put more than one different kind of thing in? It serves two purposes. That's against but, the law, I thought. But aren't you worried about cross-contamination? I mean, you don't want to put... You're right, Travis. There's certain things that just can't go in the 50-50 bag. Raw meat can't go in the 50-50 bag. No. It simply can't. I, can, I tell you, can I tell you guys a secret? Yeah. While Griffin was asking the question, I was distracted thinking about the name Vladimir, and I thought that a really great name for a bong would be Vlad the Inhaler. Yeah, that would be a very good name for a bong. You're right, Travis. Normally, I would okay. scold you for such a diversion, but that's an excellent name. No, but you've name done, that you did a great lose. job, Travi. I hate to lose. Thank that you. To the it was. I. It was a real. It was a real. Uh, it really got stuck in my in my brain, and I had to let it freeze so that I could free myself from this brain prison. <sighs> Thank you. It's good. Let me posit this it's a bag that doesn't just store two things because that's fucking crazy right mm -hmm. it's a bag that stores things and mm -hmm. then does a completely second thing so you can put your pencils and soda in it yes of course i was being uh -huh. silly earlier when i insisted that there, you needed separate bags for those things so you can put your soda and your pencils and your push pops and your your diaphragms and all that stuff in them mm -hmm. right but then there's a second thing that it does. And maybe that second thing is it makes soft oh, no. serve ice cream or something. Um, it could it double as like a uh, maybe like a boom box or an umbrella or something practical. Boom box would seem easy because yeah. speakers are like, they'll put speakers in anything today, you know? Um, and Bluetooth, don't get me started. So, None of us are really sure what it is or or what it does. I push sometimes. Or how I, it works? I yeah. have that button on my car, and sometimes I push it, and and, it, and the word no appears on the car. So I'm still not sure what Bluetooth is or does. But what if the bag could do a two things? So one thing would be I put my stuff in it, and I get on the airplane, and then I pick my bag up and I put it on my lap, and my bag is a Game Boy Advance. Okay. Okay. What if but, you're traveling? And you put, like, everybody's got to take a suitcase these days with them on the plane. 
can't have any liquids in there. Sorry. Or take them out. Up to you. And printed on the bag as you get onto the plane is your boarding pass. Your bag can show your boarding pass. You up on That's there. pretty worthwhile. What if it's a bag and it's also a bong called Vlad? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, it's good. Did you think about that? Could and it's just know? like, you know, like a camelback, right? But instead, yeah. it's like a bong. And the, the, the tube runs up through the strap of the bag. And you just like take uh, a little yeah, Vlad the inhale off of it. What? So what if you? I it's a bummer that one of the two functions that this Justin Timberlake the fifty fifty experience bag has to have is carrying things because that's wasting like one function of what I would want it to do. I would rather have a bag in which you could not store things, but mm-hmm. it would count as your boarding pass, and also you could smoke that good <laughs> good green dust. To reduce anxiety on a plane. That's what this thing needs to be. I, it, I don't have anything in this bag. However, it is constantly displaying pornography on the outside <laughs> mesh of the bag and not still images, moving images. Where's that technology? Apple or Google or Amazon. Um, and then the second function that it does is it just like gets you really high very fast. <laughs> you know those helmets that have the two beer cans and then you drink from them? Mm. Yeah. Doesn't that seem to be a waste to have both of those be beer? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? What if the other one was a water bong? And then you go to board and they're like, uh-huh. time to board, group four. And you stroll up and you're like, uh, did you say group four twenty? And then you pound them both at the same time. Both at the same time. And they try to stop you. And then you're like, show me in a book where this uh-huh. is illegal. Like where and I can't they, do they this. can't. They can't. Because there's no rule that says I can't have my four twenty hat on. Yeah. What if but the, then they have to make one, and then we have to stay ahead of the game. I hate drug. I wish it could be just like ranch and buffalo wings. Okay. okay. And uh, the buffalo wing straw would have to be very big. Or liquefied. Maybe it's no. a little blender. Maybe it's a little magic bullet that you put boneless or bonehead wings into, and right what before if, you're ready to consume, you just blast them. Yeah. What if you had a bag that was a blender, and everything you put into <laughs> it just got blended together? And then the other, and then, but it also was constantly displaying pornography on the outside of it. <laughs> yes. And boarding passes. And everyone in the pornography has a boarding pass, and it's yours. Oh, but, uh, and, and you could never control if it was going to display a boarding pass or pornography. It just happened at random, and you just had to hope. Sir, you've right been standing here up. 11 minutes. I know, just wait a second, okay, please? <laughs> it's going to pop up. Where are you even going? It's illegal for you to ask me that question. <laughs> Just sit back and enjoy the show. Can you please, Nark? <laughs> I can't hear. They can hear the dialogue. They can see out. It's one of those bags. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It's a two-way pornography screen? <laughs> it's a two-way pornography screen. Are you guys enjoying this? How do you feel about We're doing this? this for you. We don't like this. It's a pornography backpack where people uh-huh. can see, it's, but it's, they can see out and see you through the screen of the pornography. What? And it's also a jet pack, so I kind of fly around Johnny Appleseed style. But then I don't, there's nothing in it. I can't put anything in the daggone thing, this dog, this doggone thing. There's, what? There is nothing more unnerving than a two-way pornography screen. Even if they played it cool, when you boot up, you know there's going to be a reaction like, oh, there he is. Let's do it. <laughs> again? Right. again? What's, up? Right. What's up, Michael? Back again for more, huh? 
All right, you wild dog. Here's your bespoke pornography. <laughs> all right, Michael. Looks like you're waiting in line at a security checkpoint at an airport. Hi, all of Michael's new friends. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Michael's thing. We're all going to be characters from Supernatural, except we talk with really high-pitched voices. That's his thing. Here we go. My partner does a thing where they will sometimes pronounce words in the British way, even though 99% of the way they speak is with an American accent. But here's the catch. Their mom is British and their dad is American and they spent most of their time growing up in the U.S. But they insist on pronouncing words like herb with a hard H. Oh, uh, looks like, did you do that on purpose? Okay, I, it's impossible to like tell whether or not you did that on purpose. I read ahead a little bit with a okay. hard H. I feel, I'm professional. I feel like they ought to go all in one way or another. But what do you think? And that's from Going Looney in Las Vegas. The great thing about the American language. Mm-hmm. And by which I meant accent, is that much like America itself, it's a melange of beautiful dialects. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's why I think it's the most beautiful language. Um, language of love, they say. The language of love. Um, mm -hmm. So, pot. what you need to understand is if this person went either one hundred percent American or one hundred percent British, in both cases, the things that they said would be completely unintelligible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because 100% mm -hmm. American would just be like, and 100% British would just be Did like, Did you just sing Return to Innocence? And then the 100% Brit the British would just be like, <laughs> and you need the mix in there. Sure, you need the melange. You need the melange, or else the, it's just. The, the question is the blend. Yeah, because yeah. if your partner does this, yeah, um, we had some leftovers, so we wrapped it up in the aluminium foil. Like yeah. that's not okay. That's you know what I mean? It's got, yeah, you got to feather the edges. You know what I mean? I but I could, I could see where like if your mom said herb, and then that's the way you heard it, like. You just wanted to say herb, like that's, you're right. Like you could say that, right? Like you could, yeah, that's fine, right? Yeah. You could call I get it a lift. Lift. I get a that's lot. That's what I'm saying. If you're not drawing attention to, if you're not doing like the, I spent a semester in France and so now I pronounce French words all hoity-toity. Like if you're just saying it because that's how you learned to say it, I think it's okay. Um, a hundred percent French would be like, oh, yeah, it, it would sound like someone was waking you up at three in the morning and you had to try to get up off a waterbed. That's what that's I'm like, not making. Sounds like a motorcycle in a glass jar. Exactly. I'm not making fun of these languages, by the way. No. New Zealand would be like, <laughs> I'm just saying you need the other mix in there sure. to produce the fucking consonant noises. It's like music. When Skrillex, if Skrillex just did bass, it would be unintelligible. If he just did Treble. Right. <laughs> if he just did jazz trumpet. Hey guys, I'm Skrillex. Here's my new song. And uh, I'm just moving in a new direction. It is all treble. It's called Keep It Easy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> time to, time to, well, I was going to say rock, but that's. And uh, here's my new style. And it's uh, just all fat bass drops. Oh shit, you're all skeletons. How did that happen? <laughs> So uh, even, wait, even, even full bass Skrillex sounds like full, full treble Skrillex? Mm -hmm. I thought that was an identity. Well, the band doesn't change. He's, His fucking he's voice wouldn't change, you dumb idiot. Of course it wouldn't. Just the music. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm 
The one that fucks me up about this is country names. Like, imagine when we got, we're in Mexico, and we're like, so how do you say it? And they're like, uh, Mexico? And you're like, um, I don't think so. Uh, we're, no. we're gonna go ahead and get get uh just go full crackers on it. Go ahead and get that X in there. It's fun, isn't it? Mexico. You guys can steal it if you want. No, we're good. No, um, we're good. Like the way we say it is yeah, good. Yeah, we're just gonna stick with Mexico if that's okay. Which is well, we weird have that- our own name. I've always thought about that when like those countries have their own name, but there's English versions of their name. Like, we should just say their name the way it's pronounced. That's what I'm saying. That's what, yes, that is the, yeah, that's what I'm and saying. Like, so who was the person that came up with the different language names for the different places? Because, like, Japan is Nihon in the Japanese style, right? But we just call it Japan. And who is just like, what's this one called? Japan. Nailed it. Crushed it. Next one. <laughs> Next country. Next country, please. Uh, okay, this one's Zealand, and there's a smaller one next to it. That's New Zealand, because I just learned about it. Moving on. <laughs> it's new in my idiot brain. <laughs> new, I'm idiot. Maybe it's punishment for, because like we have a lot of people coming from England, and like they had so many country names there. Like, what's your country called? Uh, it's called a lot of things, Gov. It's like UK and Britain and England. Get it together, guys. And just pick a name. Some, pe- some people just call it Europe. Europe. Some people call it. Some people call it London, which is London. like buck buck wild. But it's crazy. It's crazy that, that that's not what the American one like. That's that one didn't stick. Your yeah. country's called London now because <laughs> we make the rules. We're in charge here. You're called um, Tokyo's house because it's where Tokyo lives. <laughs> I think called, we did a pretty good job. It's called Tokyo's butt crib, and it comes on eight p.m. every Wednesday on MTV Three. <laughs> It's just about Tokyo just trying to get by, you just know? Just trying to make just it. Just trying to find their way. Preview for sneezing two, he gets a baby. And then it's a literal <laughs> crib. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, it works on a lot of levels. Uh, hey, why don't we take a quick break from the fun to uh, visit the Money Zone? I wish this character that we invented in that last bit could have been on the old Where in the World is Carmen San Diego show to just be like, um, Scotland's hat. What are you talking about? It's in Scotland's hat. Africa, Africa Island. Do you mean Madagascar? <laughs> what are you talking about? The island of Africa off it, off the, off of the, off of Africa. Tiny Africa. Our dick is Florida. I'm done. Um, Listen, if you uh, like wine but don't know as much about it as you'd like to, we have the perfect solution for you. It's called Club W. It is a a service where you can tell them the kind of flavors you like. You don't tell them types of wine. You tell them, you know, how do you how do you like your your meat cooked? How do you like you like berries or chocolate? Like dark flavors, light flavors, whatever. And they're going to pick the wines that are going to match your palate. And, and uh, you know what I like about it? Tell me, Trap. What? When, when they send it to you, they send it to you with a card yeah. that describes the wine. And not only describes the wine, like describes what you might pair it with or what kind of event. And it's never like fancy events that you like can't relate to. It's like, oh, having pizza and watching a football game. This is a good wine for that. And it's like, oh, Okay. That's like a thing that I actually wanted to know. Thank you very much. Uh, they'll right. tell you. They'll tell you which, um, 
like when you put a canister of the Club W wine into your your fifty uh, fifty bag hat, uh, it'll tell you what to put in the other half of it to like combo the flavors. So like maybe you want like a like a Panda Express orange chicken, sixty <laughs> percent cacao. Uh, bittersweet chocolates. Yeah, that would be delicious. It's good stuff. Uh, right now, Club W is offering our listeners $20 off your first order when you go to clubw.com slash my brother. And it gets even better. You don't want to pay for shipping. So, Club W will actually cover your shipping on orders of four bottles or more. So, take something off your to do list. Go to clubw.com slash my brother and get $20 off your first order now. That's clubw.com slash my brother. Can I tell you about Harry's? Ooh, Please. yeah. Um, let me start off before I tell you about Harry's. I'm gonna set the backstory. Oh God! That's so why do you tease us like this? It's so important for an advertisement. Um, the current way that most stores do razors is bullshit and garbage, and they should be ashamed of themselves. I'm talking about you, Walgreens. I'm talking about you, CVS. Probably talking about you, Walmart. I got my eye on you. I'm talking about you, Fruith Pharmacy. Fruith Rite Aid. You sh- shame on you. Uh, Your Dwayne's Reed. They lock their razors in plexiglass cases like the razors are common criminals or perhaps pokemon trapped in pokeballs and when you stop to think about it it's because those razors cost 140 dollars each and people are just going to steal them just so they can have a clean smooth face or legs or whatever um harry's it cuts out the middleman cuts out all the the bad stuff in the process of getting these razors uh onto your your face or legs uh, these are quality uh, German-engineered five-bladed cartridges. They give you a close, comfy sha- shave, uh, and you'll get a full refund if you're not happy. Um, and and you get factory direct prices. That's that's how they get them to you so cheap. Harry's Truman Starter Set is a great option for new customers, and it's an amazing deal. For just fifteen bucks, you get a razor handle, you get moisturizing shave cream, you get three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. And the best part is, they're going to give our listeners five bucks off their first purchase. Just go to h a r r y s dot com, Harry's dot com. And use the promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com, and use the promo code MYBROTHER. I, can I, as long as we're asking if we can do things, can I read a Jumbotron message? You please I do. I wish you would. Thank you. This is for Colton and Taylor. And it's from Jeremy, Quinn, and Lonnie. Congratulations on marrying each other. Colton, don't pee in Taylor's closet. Unless she's into that. Then you keep doing you. Taylor, if you didn't know about that before, you do now. Have a great marriage. A lot to unpack here. Yeah, but here's what I want to unpack. Their preferred time frame for this message is late July. We <laughs> sunk it from downtown. Hell yeah. Great timing, Jeremy Quinn and little Lonnie. But that means that this message has been sitting on the shelf for a few months. And at this point, I think Taylor knows all about Colton's dark secret vis-a-vis closet piss. no we have to assume that they just got married right oh yeah. that's possible yeah. and they didn't okay um, why that would be a weird thing otherwise like we listen they're getting married in february but we we want to we want to hold it out a little bit we want to we want to let it really soak in you get married like you're on the closet carpet you're gonna get married in february but we're gonna piss shame you late summer catch it Catch uh, the piss shame, Dave. Uh, Sweeping the nation. So happy marriage. Uh, I got want to tell everybody about the Up for Discussion podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. It is a brilliant audio experience for your ears, uh, where a panel of genius babies discuss current affairs, past affairs, pasta affairs, pop culture, rock vultures, and everything important for the whole world. Hosted by Tim Blaise of Acapella Science and his two-way funnier but... Less famous friends, Tom 
and Simon. That's called Up for Discussion, and it is available on iTunes and also SoundCloud. I heard that on the new episode they got Wayne Brady. Damn, that's a big get. But not the yep. not that Wayne Brady. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Wayne S. Brady. Wayne Dwayne Brady. He does improv, but he's like so bad at it. So super bad at it. And so like really this is an intervention that the Up for Discussion podcast has with Wayne the Dwayne Brady. Uh, so that's going to be a big episode. Uh, just search iTunes for Up for Discussion uh, and uh, you can start enjoying it right now. Hey, you work hard, you play harder, you look great, and you smell fantastic. You deserve a vacation where you can kick back, hone your creativity, enjoy incredible comedy performances, and make some new lifelong friends in a maybe haunted inn in the Poconos Mountains. We've got The Adventure Zone, JJ Go, Joe Firestone's Friends of Single People, plus stand-up from Aparna Nanchurla, Phoebe Robinson, Kevin Avery, Joel Kim Booster, and way more. Join us for Max FunCon East, September 2nd through 4th. There are only 10 rooms left, so head to maxfuncon.com and nail down your tickets today. Like now. Do it. I uh, got a Yahoo here. This one was sent in by Game Recognized Game, Rachel Rosen. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers User Anonymous. We'll call them um, Evil Wayne Brady asks, how do they film a movie? inside a movie <gasps> for example the okay. movie scream 3 okay they were filming a movie inside of the movie called stab 3 i believe god i hope uh-huh. that's not true i have not seen the third scream but i hope they did not film a movie inside of it called stab 3 um i wondered how they do how do they do that the house they used in the movie production, Stab 3, was the house from the first Scream franchise. How is it done? Stab 3, Return to Woodsboro is the name of the film. Fuck. Wow, what a bad, wow, what a bad thing. I mean, Scream but, 3 seems like a bad title in, like, a vacuum. To be fair, Griff, I also imagine they were trying to do the bad horror movie in the horror movie But this isn't like a bad campy horror movie. This is like if they called Superman Fly. Punch. Punch. Punch Punch Flyer. No, because that's two two verbs. Okay. This Uh, is a single one. Hey, have you seen that new movie? Drive. Uh, Okay, that that works. That's right. (laughs) Crash. Crash. Um, Flight. I could go on. Um... So how do they, <laughs> but it's a good question, I think, because... How do you make the movie, so like you're making a movie, okay, I'm making Tron. Okay. Okay. They don't make a movie in that one. I'm making a movie, right, I'm making, what's a movie where they make the movie? Oh, it's, um... Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. And they're in there, and they're telling so many boner jokes, and I'm fucking loving it. But then I see them making a movie inside the movie, and I'm like, how did they, how did they do it? How do it's they all about do it? inventing backstory because you have to create in in the world. You have to create a studio that's going to make that movie. You got to create somebody who's the head of that studio. What's his family like? How did he get there? What led him? Where did he go to school to get his film degree? You know what I mean? And you got to go all the way back, or no one's ever going to believe uh, that they're actually making uh, that movie. Okay, think about this for a second. Here's the weirdest thing about making a movie in a movie. Okay, you have to get other cameras, right? That's fine. Yeah. 
We, that's oh. fine and expected. But, like, you're going to have to cast people to be the guy. Like, you know the guy who holds the boom mic is kind of like, you know, I could just be in the movie. But that's then no, like, but no, you have Derek, to hold We need you to hold the boom, boom mic, mic over the guy holding the boom we mic. We need you to so hold the boom mic line. over that guy. It's like, well, okay, why don't we just trade? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can show him how to that's, hold it. That and is I'll how, be in it. That's how Craig T. Nelson got his start. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he was the best boy. And then he was like, what do, what do best boys do? And everybody's like, I don't know. I think it's just like a good luck thing. And Craig T. Nel- Nelson, who was like 16 at the time, knee high to a frog, was just like, wait, you're telling me there's a position. Hold on. I, everybody stop <laughs> shooting. Stop production on the movie. Stop the production on Gone with the Wind. Okay. So if I'm to be understood, there's a position. And this is all Craig T. Nelson. There's a position on film I production. you do more of a voice. There's a, he's 16. There's a position. In film production, called Best Boy, and it's ju- it's just a boy who's very lucky, and they keep him there to ward off evil movie spirits. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this place is haunted. It's Greta Garbo's just up in here haunting the place the fuck up, and you got to keep her away from us, Craig T. Nelson, with your good luck boy charms. Anyway. To be fair, it did turn out just to be old man McGillicuddy who was trying to drive away the movie studio so he could open back up his amusement park. But then so. he did die and started to haunt the place, and Craig T. Nelson was <laughs> yeah. the only one that could stop him. Anyway, somebody was like, Craig T. Nelson, I love your style, and I love your passion. I want you to be in my poltergeist. Then that's how it happened. And he was like, I don't know. That sounds like it's going to be a ghostly film. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly why we need you how, for this. That would be a fun job interview. Like, Craig T. Nelson, how can you prove that you're a very lucky boy who is ghosts are afraid of? It's like, hey, listen, I'm 60 years old. I haven't gotten killed by a ghost yet. So I got yeah. a pretty good track record going. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. He makes a good point. Those are all the people in the room agreeing. They're also from Australia. That's why they sound like that. Craig T. Nelson is basically a human chain letter. Okay. Where if you don't kiss him, You'll die within <laughs> within one day, within within seven days, if you don't kiss Craig T. Nelson and you see him, but you don't kiss him. It's like not forwarding a chain letter, and it's bad. Wait, bad luck. so you have, do you have to keep coming back to kiss him, or is it just no? Like, you just have to do upon it upon seeing him. You have twenty four hours to kiss him. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Well, you really said the first half of that, and then just left off the building, huh? Just hoping Edwin would be there to catch you. I don't know if you're talking to me or Travis. We both said some really dumb shit just then. (laughs) Here's another question. I'm a rock climber, and I got a lot of friends that climb, too. Well, they are great friends. I don't exactly trust them all to belay me. Oh, that means basically catch me if I fall. Just say that. God. These people. Sometimes. So I think, isn't belay where they're on, like, the other end of the rope? Yeah, so they're, like, like, holding the rope that you are hanging from. They're not just standing under you, like, waiting to catch you. Oh, my God. I just... I have a bunch of skinny-ass, little-boned friends (laughs) that I will absolutely destroy. I just understood, like, half the lines in Terra Nova better. Cool. Uh, How do I keep my friends... um, Okay, they seem to find it offensive when I tell them I don't want them to belay me. How do I keep my friends without having to worry about getting dropped? And that's from living on the edge and hopefully staying that way. You definitely shouldn't let them belay you after you've offended them by telling them that you don't want them to belay. Oh yeah, you. no, this is this like this ship has definitely sailed at this point. But if if you were to have come to us before, you told all your friends that they're weak, 
they're fucking so weak. You can't control this. You can't control this rock climbing girth. I'm like a bull running up that mount. You it's can't control so this. It's funny to me. You went with strength, didn't trust them, and I went with like shady character, didn't trust them. Yeah. Like maybe this is like a soap opera scenario where they're trying to like steal your uh I don't know, oil drilling empire and maybe also your wife. And so they might let you drop in a climbing accident, but then it turns out that you have steel bones, so you survive, and a witch doctor heals you, but now you're played by a different actor, like that kind of thing. Interesting. You know. I'm surprised you guys don't think uh, reverse psychology is like a pretty good way to go here. Like telling people that they're um, weak babies and like they could never contain your climbing prowess seems like a pretty good way to get people to hold on for the ride of their lives, you know? Yeah, the problem is you can't really test it. <laughs> you can't be like, hold <laughs> yeah. on, I'm, I'm going to jump. We'll see how you do. <laughs> this will be your test run. Yeah, but that's every person who's ever carried you, right? Like, you got to, at some point, it's an act of faith. You that's gotta, beautiful, Justin. Uh, see, this is why I only make big, strong, dependable friends. Sure. Yeah. I go I go, I go out with my friends, and people like look at us like we're shooting the, the new sequel to Magic Mike, all with different actors, like Tokyo Drift style. Because uh, we're just all so big and fucking strong and dependable. Mm-hmm. The depend Because the two things don't matter without each other. They have to be built like fucking bulls and de- but, as dependable as a bull would be. But in every group, Griffin, there has to be a weakest one. So you have to have to, like, they can't all be equally strong. Yeah, that's me. That's, ob- that's obviously me. So then how do you feel when, like, Beefy Greg says, like, I don't want Griffin to belay me? I feel fine about that because I'm probably off catching Pokemon. <laughs> in, enjoying some watercress sandwiches how do you in not the understand that, How do you not understand, Travis, that that is the fucking dream scenario? For it's like being is, the person. It's like being in the person on the front of a back massage chain. Like I don't have to. I don't have to hold up these massive fucking beefcakes that I go climb and with. And real climbers really pronounce the B in the middle. There. <laughs> They're really in it. Mm-hmm. Well, you were raised by British people. I think that this is a good point, Griffin, because I think our question asker is. I, I personally. If my friend said, you don't have to do the thing, you don't have to be responsible for my health and well-being, you can just like sit there and have a beer, I'd be like, yes, this is exactly what I was hoping you would say. I don't want to be responsible for your life. That is not heat I need. I want to talk about something that is underneath the surface of all this, and it'll be a brief diversion, but I do want to touch on it. And it's a decision, Racism. It's a decision to oh. go rock climbing. The, no. No. <laughs> Um, no, it's a decision to go rock climbing in the first place. Um, who is looking at the world and thinks, you know what I need from my life? Scarier. I would like it to be scarier on a daily basis. <laughs> I would like it to be scarier and up more. Up more? Like a high, higher? Now, if it's like practice, we're like, listen, I'm going to need to get out of here. I'm going to need to get out of here quick. And so the traditional methods of getting out of here may not be available to me. I'm into that. That's fine. That I would also allow you if you wanted to start learning how to do the suction cup thing with climbing up tall buildings like that. I'm into that too. If it's an, a method of egress and you're training yourself, that's fine. But you say you're saying people who look at the Matterhorn are like, I want to fuck that. You're like, I don't want to fuck that. I'd rather not fuck that today. Not this. I, not at this juncture. I hate walking up steps mm-hmm. for many reasons. Mm-hmm. One is tiring, and two. If I slip and fall and die on the steps, it's not a good look. But I will say, Justin, there is something about, like, if you're going to slip and fall, falling off a mountain, 
Not a bad way to go. I mean, it's at least cooler than falling down steps. Well, yeah, because you deploy like, that fucking wingsuit on your way down. Hell yeah. Can you belay yourself? Yeah, you can if you get a rib removed. <laughs> um, how about another question? Fuck. <laughs> oh, you like that one? This is a, ta- this is a tasty one more. Um, do, you, wo- do the do the one above the break. Okay. Mm-hmm. When there's only a little bit of chip dip left in the container, I'll sometimes crush chips up and make it into like a Frito pie. Alternatively, <laughs> if there are only chip crumbs left, I'll mix them up with a bit of dip. Okay, th- we're talking. Okay. My wife, <laughs> I get it. My wife thinks it's disgusting. Am I good? That's from Munch Squad Goals in West Texas. I do like that it's Munch Squad Goals in West Texas because this, like, this person works at Whataburger and has listened to Munch Squad and it's like, it's time for me to get bold. It's time for this brand to get bold. Here's my new thing. Dip leavens topping for burgers. Okay. In defense of this person, what else are you supposed to do with the shit? You paid for it. It's food. Why wouldn't you consume it? It is food. Yeah, it's food. It's good mood food. When you, okay, you get to the bottom of the tortilla chip bag, and it's not just like dust, but the chips are so small that like you can't get a good scoop going. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Mm. I mean, you're supposed to like blast your like proboscis down there and just like sweep up, but that's that's ghoulish too. Um, I, I do think like it, that. Do you guys? Hey, do you guys? When you're at the bottom of a pretzel bag, do you guys ever upend it and just like huff, ride the salt wave? Oh, just, just punish yourself. Just punish huff, huff that sack. Just huff the sack. Oh, this is so upsetting. This question is. I don't know why. I, I don't did think it. so at all. You eat it with a spoon. It's like salsa cereal. Oh okay. my god, holy shit. That's so that's the it's grossest repugnant. way you could have said it. Why is that gross? You pour milk over your Cheerios? You pour salsa over your chips? It's, I, I, I Listen, I understand where your mental roadblock is, but ideologically, it's the same thing. Whether you scoop the chip or you eat it with a spoon, it's the same thing. Don't let your old world ideas of how the chip and dip experience is supposed to go stop you like with a spoon you don't get it all over your feeners you're not going to drop it on your your shirt (laughs) your feeners on your feeners you're not going to get it on your shirt it's going to be a lot smoother of a process with a spoon i I don't know why you're letting your your archaic understanding you got chip crumbles on my food rags. Young Daryl, don't you lick those feeners at the dinner table? I left my feeners stuck in the guacamole till you get so pruny. You gotta wipe them off on my food rags. I got moly rags. on my feeners. Got moly on my feeners again. <laughs> got them a good jersey. I gotta wipe the guac on my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> gotta dump my feeners. Get these feeners clean. Um, <laughs> feeners. Okay, so first off, uh, uh, before we wrap up here, we wanted to remind you that we are selling an expansion to the card game man- uh, monikers, not manikers. That's a different thing. Uh, no, that's so all the about card mannequins. Game, it's a card game mannequin. Um, here's how it works: you collect five mannequins and. It happens. You kill your roommate. <laughs> uh, you have got, as of listening to this, 16 days left to pre-order this for just $10, and that's it. 
after you pre-order it, that 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 is all we're doing uh, for for the for the time being. That's all we're planning on doing, I should say. Um, Monikers is a game that's sort of like an elevated form of charades. We've all played it and thought it was hysterical long before we agreed to do this. Um, and so we decided to make our own expansion. It's based on all the different shows that we make uh, with cards based on every one. Mostly my brother, my brother, and me. Um, but there's a lot of like general interest cards in there of like things that you don't have to listen to the show to get. Um, so. If you uh, want to play with other people, uh, you'll be able to. That'll be even easier if you pre-order it with uh, monikers itself for thirty-five bucks. And then there's a ton of things that have nothing yeah. to do with our our dumb show whatsoever. But it's so fun. It's like it is my favorite party game to play. It is it is a dependable party game that like takes what is fun about charades and makes it even better. And it's all about like teamwork and memory and just making an ass of yourself. It's really, really, really great. And we wrote, we hand wrote the text on all the different cards and there's going to be art on some of them that should be really cool. And uh, we're, we're super excited about it and you've only got 16 days and then that's it. We oh, will also- not sell, we are not selling them like as a product afterwards, we're only doing pre-orders. So please, please do not sleep. Um, a portion of sales uh, that the, uh, will go to an organization called uh, Grow, uh, which is based in Huntington. And they're doing urban farming to help people who are in addiction recovery to give them another place to sort of focus their energies. And um, it's a really, really cool project. I met with the organizer and um, she she has really great plans for the place. And we want to do something to help out. So uh, for every one of those you purchase, we're going to uh, donate some money to them, which is is a really exciting a way to sweeten it for, for you if you want to get a good vibe from also getting something fun. So uh, McElroyCollection.com is the address. Go there right now. You've only got 16 days. Don't wait. Don't sleep. You might forget. Go get it right now. Uh, um, so as you guys know, we're working on, or maybe you don't, but like we're doing a TV show with CISO. Um, it's going to be great. My brother, my brother, me all new, a visual element, but we're going to need your help with it. We're going to need some questions from you. We're working on a submission form for that right now. Uh, it's going to be online so everybody can submit their questions just like you do for the show. Um, so start thinking about your questions, you know, same rules we do for the show. They need to be concise. They need to be actual, you know, requests for advice and not just like, what do you guys think about bread? but like a real thing we can help you with, something that's actually going on in your life. Uh, no bummers, um, but not so whimsical as to appear silly. And yeah, just Sorry, what was the to, last like, one, Travis? Just no not whimsy? Not so whimsical. Not, okay. not so whimsical as to appear silly. There are guidelines that I wrote that you can definitely read once you go to submit your questions. They'll help. Yeah, help they'll be better than this. Uh, but we don't have a link for that yet, but um, as soon as we have one, it'll be on our, our uh, Facebook page and on uh, on our Twitter. And then, of course, you know, next episode when we have a link, hopefully by the next week, we'll uh, we'll share it with you. But we yeah, just want to we'll give you a heads up. We'll hitch up. Um, we are going to be at Max FunCon East. Are there any tickets left? Don't know. There were just a handful. There were like nine available on Friday. So they may all be gone. If not, run, do not walk to get these tickets. It may be a, an active competition. It may be completely over. We're doing. Uh, we're not doing a bit man there. Uh, we're actually doing Adventure Zone. Uh, it's going to be really fun. The whole fam is coming out. Uh, Sydney is going to be doing a class. Is that right? Yeah, she's doing a class. We're, uh, uh, that should be really neat. Medi- um, medically related. Cool. That'll be neat. And I'll th- just be walking around looking for ghosts. Yeah, it'll it'll be a ton of fun. Um, that well, that one takes place in the Adirondacks. Um, Poconos. The Poconos. Have I been saying the Adirondacks this whole time? 
I don't know what either one of them are. So, but I do know it is. Well, this one takes place. This one, in New York. This one takes place on the peak of the Matterhorn. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a really fun time. Yeah, go to maxfuncon.com. And you can find out how to get tickets there. Uh, we've all got PO boxes, but I wanted to bring it up because I am moving Uh-oh. at the end of August. So from this point forward, don't send stuff to the LA box because I will not be able to get it after August. I'm moving back to Cincinnati to be closer to my family and such for when our spawn arrives. Um, So yeah, I'll switch back to a Cincinnati PO box so we can keep that going. But if you've sent something now, I'll still get it. I'll be here for another like six weeks. But if you, but in the uh, meantime, um, go ahead and send it to PO Box fifty four hundred West Virginia two five seven zero six two five seven zero six or uh, a PO Box six 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 three nine Austin Texas seven eight seven six six. Either one, I'll get you there. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry. Well, that about one's for it. Griffin, and this one's for me. I have, uh, but anyway, those are PO boxes. Go to um, MaximumFun.org, and you can find all the great shows that are on our podcast network. Talking about shows like Adam Ruins Everything, and One Bad Mother, and Jordan Jesse Go, and Judge John Hodgman, and Stop Podcasting Yourself. They're all so, so great. Uh, We have a bunch of other shows. Some of them are on the network. Some of them aren't. You can find all the shows we do at McElroyShows.com. That includes the video projects that we do, like Monster Factory, Factory, which Justin and I do uh, for for Polygon. Uh, You can also find all that P.O. Box info. Um, Travis, have you added my P.O. Box to that website yet? No, not yet. Boy, that would be good to have up on that web address. Just a bad brother. Um, Yeah, you can find out all the stuff we do on McElroyShows.com. We do a ton of shows, so you you can find them all there. And thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Thank you very much, John, and Long Winters. That's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening to our program. Griffin, do you have one more? Actually, can I I say one thing before I forget? Yeah. Yeah. I just got to go up to San Diego Comic-Con, and I wanted to say thank you to Hank Green, Paul and Storm, um, Patrick Rothfuss, Adam Savage, uh, all the people at Woodstock, uh, and everybody that I met walking around the convention floor. I got recognized a couple times, and it made me feel really special, and I really appreciated it, and everyone was just super nice, and I had a great time. Um, So, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody while I was thinking about it. Thank you, Sandy D. And also, thank you to Tybee Diskin, uh, my best friend who I went with, and I wouldn't have been able to go without her. So, like, yeah, it was great. Um, okay, finally, Yahoo. This one was sent in by Yahoo Answers, or this one was sent in by Connor Stuxlogger. Um, by the way, the v- Verizon is apparently about to buy Yahoo for $5 billion. So, like, a lot of fucking, I, don't, I hate to drop this energy right at the end of the show, but there's a lot of things up in the air right now. And just, like, I could use your your thoughts and your prayers and your concern, just, like, any energy you can sort of channel my way as I go through what, what may be a difficult transition based on what Verizon decides to do. I doubt that anybody would look at the Yahoo Answers product and say, yes, yes, that is the thing I want to invest money in to keep alive. Um, so, just, like, yeah, thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Connor Stuxlogger sent this one in. It's by Yahoo Answers user... Stephen R., who asks, if I ate two Baconators from Wendy's, will I die? <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. He's been my brother and brother than me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
listener-supported. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. <laughs> Tell us something we don't know.